1: you. Oh, thank you. You know, a little from me here. There we are.
0: Oh, well, Haley, we have made it. We have made it to episode 100.
1: Wow. Cheers to that. Yes.
0: I, I you know, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, our journey to podcasting <laughs> sort of started in a weird way. We, pre-COVID, um, and a about three months before my son was born. I had this job where I had to travel pretty far, and usually I was out really late on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, driving back, Haley and I would always talk. Mm and We used to call it... Deep Thoughts with Holly and Haley. You remember that? I
1: forgot about
0: that. Yeah, we used to call it Deep Thoughts because we would talk about some really, like, deep stuff. Um, And so we just kind of had this running joke of, wouldn't it be fun to have a podcast? Because people were telling us, like, oh, you guys are so, like, funny together and, you know, you should have a podcast. And for the longest time, we were like, yeah, Yeah, we'll have a podcast. Hilarious. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear us talk. (laughs) That seems so just ridiculous. Um, But then, as COVID struck, you know, well, my son was born and COVID struck things just changed we just started talking about like we could bring this into fruition we could do it we could do it and it's kind of became real and then in October of 2020 we premiered yeah um and here we are
1: 100 episodes later
0: Yeah. We still have that love and feeling for each other and what we do.
1: I know. And now all of you are here with us. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy.
0: Because as we said, we were just hoping that five people would listen, two of which would be our mothers.
1: Right. So, the and now f- I don't think our moms even listen anymore. Now they don't really <laughs> listen,
0: but the rest of you do. Yeah, and
1: you've picked up where our mothers have abandoned us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will you be our mommies? <laughs> so, thank you for doing that. And yeah, you know,
1: Haley, cheers to um, a hundred more. Yeah, it's been such a weird, like, a weird journey of figuring out. I mean, because we're still doing all this on our own yeah like yeah we, we don't, don't have, have any, as an assistant we don't have anybody who produces us for us we don't have a researcher We're we don't just, have an editor like it's all us it's all we us. Do our own research yeah. um we manage our own social media we do all of our editing like yeah everything on our own we still have our janky mics with our zip ties Um, we
0: still have sound issues we
1: still have problems we you
0: know it's never gonna be perfect um (laughs) and i think though as we go along things will get better um but and it has been because we started out sharing one mic
1: we did on Um, my couch
0: yes we had no mic stand we sat side by side and you can hear in those early episodes that it was like i'm holly
1: i'm Haley." like it just <laughs> sounds it like we underwater it did it sounded it's like we were so underwater bad. i know i've thought about it several times like we need to go back and re-record those but then i'm like i don't know i kind of like to see how, <laughs> how uh, we have improved changed. i think
0: so i think, I think we've improved a cool. lot
1: yeah um but we will hopefully have some exciting things coming out i'm working on um which i don't even know if i've really i haven't shown any to holly yet um because I don't—they're all in my brain. I haven't put them on paper yet. Um, designs for like maybe some stickers and shirts, some merch. Then do some merch stuff. I love it. Um, we have a potential lead, which I'm telling you, just like alive on air right now. Um, possibly getting to do like a live show somewhere—that's crazy. Should be really cool. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, don't it's you tempt just... me with a
0: good time?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's really crazy. Can you imagine where we actually have to like look decent and talk in front of people? And I can't—I have
0: to do that at work, and it's you do. challenging,
1: right? But this is—we have this to talk is... about murder and like be funny in front of live people in one people, take, in one yeah, take that's You can't gonna be, be like difficult. oh man this was really I'm gonna bad. say
0: Haley, edit that out <laughs> uh, no pressure sorry um i'm yeah. excited i
1: am so excited all right. I. a hundred episodes, 100 episodes finally might maybe in a few months <laughs> present you with merch or something i can't wait yeah um so we're working on some designs um i we'll figure it out as we go um but if you guys would be interested in it let us know
0: yeah and let's talk about some things that we could have on there i yeah, mean like, you know when i think thanksgiving i think dismemberment uh fitzgerald that bastard right. like i mean like, you know there you could know, be it was
1: Fitzgerald.
0: you know i mean i think of all the things that we say that could be fun, you know, little, fun little shirts yeah
1: but yeah just let us know if you would have any and in- i don't know like do people wear t-shirts with like things like that. Of on course them they do. Merch is very big. Okay.
0: And I'm feeling like I would represent all the time.
1: I mean, I love stickers. I put stickers on everything.
0: Yeah. I actually um, just bought one for you that says I Heart True Crime.
1: Fun. Seriously,
0: and I meant to bring it today. But. <laughs> well,
1: I got you that last one that had the the um The aliens. alien abduction one yeah, that was really fun. Perfect. Um but yeah, I just I think Stickers are definitely an option. Um, maybe shirts. Whatever. I mean, we can put something on. Whatever. I love so it. I love it. So just let us know if you let have any know. interest,
0: and we can create a little merch, maybe store.
1: Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. figure
0: it out. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! All yes. right, you guys. Well, part of the reason, you know, we had talked a lot about what is episode 100 going to be. There you was know, a lot of pressure. there was a lot of pressure, and maybe we just kind of put it on ourselves but then it happened um one of the stories that i had done gosh in february of 2021 um and that was episode 21 um
1: which has become (sighs) like it's also like a huge case yeah been on id channel yeah everything
0: well there's a resolution to it there's an answer and now the case that was cold is closed
1: so what is that case
0: i'm glad you asked (laughs) This is the case of Zeb Quinn. <gasps> all right. So I am really happy to say this is solved not by us.
1: We didn't do it. We, did we no didn't do work it. On this I <laughs> promise
0: we had nothing to do we with this. Absolutely nothing. But alas, here we are. So this is an 18-year-old guy who went missing in Asheville North Carolina by the name of Zeb Quinn Um, and he was never heard from since there have been many theories and some leads in this case but also a lot of dead ends Um, so if you miss this original episode which like I said was originally uh, aired in February of 21 and this was episode 21 I kind of want to give you a brief synopsis on this case um, just so you know where we are gives you a little context So as I mentioned, Zeb Wayne Quinn was from Asheville and recently had graduated from high school. He was working part-time at Walmart while going to the local community college. Zeb was very trusting of people and he was very kind-hearted. Everybody said that he was a great worker, just overall great kid. Had a crush on this girl named Misty, um, but her ex-boyfriend allegedly had threatened Zeb and told him, you know, if you don't stay away from her, you know. This is going to happen, you know, and and Zeb kind of took a step back. But, you know, his family was like, you need to stay away. And she was like, or excuse me, he was like, oh, you know, he's just an angry ex-boyfriend. So he just really didn't take it to heart. So on the night of January 2nd, 2000, Zeb had finished his shift at Walmart and was seen at a convenience store with his friend, Robert Jason Owens. Owens and Zeb ran in the same friend circles, and Owens promised that he would take Zeb to look at a car, because Zeb was interested in purchasing a new car. Later that night, Owens ends up going to the hospital with a head injury and some broken ribs, and he claimed that he had been in a car accident, although there were no reports of a car accident that were filed. Hmm, kind of weird. When Zeb doesn't come home the next day, his family really becomes alarmed and his mom calls the cops. Two days after he disappears, the manager at Walmart where he worked received a call from someone pretending to be Zeb saying that, you know, he wouldn't be into work his shift because he was sick. When police traced the call back, it was from the Volvo plant, the same Volvo plant that Jason Owens worked at. Mm. Owens was brought in by the police for questioning, and he was the last person to have seen Zeb. And, you know, he was asked about this phone call, like, how would this conveniently come from your work? Well, Owens said that Zeb was following him in his car. So this is after they left the convenience store. So Owens is driving his car. Zeb is following. And Zeb flashes his lights, kind of tells Owen, oh, I need you to pull over. Mm -hmm. So Owens does, and Zeb says, hey, I got this page. That's right. Pagers were a thing. Right, right. (laughs) I got this page, and, you know, I've got to call whomever this was back. So he runs to a payphone. Cell phones weren't big back then. And he you know calls whomever this was and Owen says you know Zeb came back and said oh my gosh you know there's an emergency i have to leave and he was kind of frantic so Owen said that was the last time he saw Zeb Zeb went off he Zeb assumed you know maybe there was a family emergency or excuse me Owen's assumed maybe there was a family emergency maybe he went to see a girl we you know we don't know so he went off when questioned by police about the injuries that Owens had that he went to the hospital for, he again claimed, no, I'd, I'd been in the car wreck. And when they said, look, there are no police records saying you were in a car wreck or a car wreck even happened. He said, well, I didn't report it. All right. So you think about it, insurance purposes, you're in a car wreck, your car's damaged. Of course, you're going to report that, but right. no report was made. Two weeks later, Zeb's car was found abandoned in the parking lot of Little Pig's Barbecue. This was not far from the hospital where Zeb's own mother worked. Mm -hmm. The back window of the car had red lips and an exclamation point painted in lipstick. Inside the car, they found a jacket that did not belong to Zeb, a hotel key card, empty drink bottles, and weirdest of all, a live labrador puppy
1: yeah I, that's always been the weirdest piece to, to me
0: same that makes no sense like, anyway
1: i put a dog in there
0: uh, right um people had said that they had seen this car um being driven by a female um and you know some said oh it looked suspiciously like the girl he had a crush on but you know no substantial leads really came from the car and the case over time went cold right that was until 2015 when robert jason owens the same one who saw him who saw zeb for the last time Mm -hmm. was arrested for murdering food network star contestant christy showen and her husband jt cod Christy was also pregnant at the time, oh. um, and Owens claimed that he had accidentally run them over with his truck uh, while they're doing work at the, the house, and he got scared and burned their bodies.
1: Just accidentally ran over two people.
0: <laughs> and two
1: people of, of I mean, swing. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see, like, okay, a horrific accident. What, one person.
0: Right, and horrific accident.
1: Then you call nine one one. Oh
0: my God, we've got to call nine one one. You know, yeah. Um, But no, there was no phone call. There was a. I'm scared. Why don't I just burn these bodies? Yeah, no, not it, not it. So police searched Owen's property and found the charred remains of the couple. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2017, he was indicted on first degree murder charges. you know, not only in the deaths of these individuals, these two poor people who were killed and their in their unborn child, but also he was indicted on murder charges of Zeb Quinn. Right. So that's kind of where we left off in our story mm-hmm. that, you know, COVID had happened and there really hadn't been any movement on the right. case until recently. <clears throat> All right. So. Here we go. In 2018, Owens, who was serving the life sentence for killing Christy, JT, and their unborn child, admitted to investigators. And this was kept on the hush-hush, yeah, by like, the way. So we're giving this info to you now, but we had no idea about right. this, right? So he admits to investigators that he was involved in Zeb's disappearance, but that he didn't kill him. <laughs> He told them that he lured Zeb to the Pisgah National Forest, telling him, telling Zeb, you know, that he would be meeting up with that girl Misty that he had a crush on. So this was his plan, right? So we're going to get him out to the forest. We're going to tell him, hey, Misty's going to be there. And this would be the thing that he would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go. So he does. Zeb excitedly follows Owens behind him. To the forest where Owens' uncle, Walter Gene Owens, was waiting for him. Zeb quickly caught on that he was not meeting this girl, Misty, but instead was ambushed by Gene Owens. Who, get this, was hired by Misty's boyfriend, remember the one who threatened to harm Zeb Mm -hmm. if he didn't stay away from Misty, uh, to kill Zeb. (gasps) So this was a murder for hire. Owens claimed that his uncle Gene shot Zeb and then dismembered his body. What? Right there in the forest. Yes.
1: So I haven't read any of this because I was anticipating you doing this story. So I'm like, I don't know any of this information. Yeah,
0: it is insane. What the Absolutely heck? insane. So um, it says that his uncle shoots him, dismembers him, and he helped his uncle burn and destroy the body. Yeah. Owens told officials that they could find the remains in the Bent Creek area of the Pisgah National Forest. So quickly, (laughs) police ran. They didn't walk. Run. (laughs) uh, To that area and began searching. And it was never really revealed if any remains had been found necessarily, um, but... Owen's claimed that his uncle actually hid a piece of Zeb's skull under a rock in the forest, but that Owens' had ended up getting scared and removed it, hiding it somewhere else, which you know. All right. Yeah, I know it doesn't That's a piece that just really doesn't make sense to me. So obviously we're thinking, okay, this is 2018. We have got to go and charge Gene.: Yeah, there's a problem. See, Dad? He is. Ah. Owen's Uncle Gene could not be called in for an interview because he had passed away in 2017 of a heart attack the year before. He was 66 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, like, so frustrating. Um, So... Um, but you know the history of of Gene was that apparently he had been very abusive towards his nephew Jason mm-hmm. Owens, um, and that Jason was so scared of him that he would do whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's important to note here that Owens did pass a lie detector test while delivering this information. Interesting. Yes. Granted, but not
1: admissible. Exactly.
0: That's what I was going to say. This test, however, inadmissible in court, so you couldn't even use that. Um, so. I'm unsure whether or not there have been any, I'm unsure whether there have been any current um, investigation into Misty's boyfriend. His name's Wesley, um, whom Owens had claimed, you know, set up the whole murder. Right. So I, I don't know. But one thing that is suspicious, remember that page that Zeb got on the night he went missing? Yeah. Okay, so the page was actually traced back to Zeb's aunt's house.
1: I remember that. Yeah, the aunt
0: was, you know, someone that he really didn't have a relationship with. This was his paternal aunt. He really never spoke to her. Um, The aunt ended up that night. She was having dinner at a friend's house. The friend was Misty's mom. Misty was also present at the dinner. So this leads you to wonder, did the boyfriend know that the aunt would be gone for right. dinner so he came into her house. Now, the aunt did report that that night someone had broken into her house and there were like pictures moved around. But I mean, you know, they're like somebody comes in and just moves your pictures. Yeah, I
1: remember that being the weird. I was like, wasn't didn't somebody break in? But Yeah. Yeah, it's like almost like you just had a weird ghost.
0: Right. But it would make sense if someone knew you were gone, came Uh into your house, and just haphazardly moved things while they were paging someone, calling to page. How weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, so (sighs) um, the question is, did Owens really commit this crime on his own and he's blaming others? He did pass the lie detector test. So after the admission, it took four years for Owens to see a courtroom. And um, mm. this was due to personnel changes. Um, this was due to COVID, which put, you know, all trials back. So on July 25th, 2022, just a couple weeks ago, Owens takes a plea deal. Mm. Yes. He takes a plea deal as an accessory to murder. And while prosecutors themselves were not a hundred percent of the belief that Owens wasn't the murderer himself, they agreed to the plea deal. And the assistant district attorney Jeremy Engel said this, and this is a quote, based on the evidence available, the lack of evidence of motive, cause of death, And spoilation of evidence based on decades long pause in critical leads in the case, a conviction of first degree murder at trial, though never a certainty, would present a steep challenge considering all these factors. So in this case, I mean, they kind of had to take what they could get. Um, But one thing is for certain. We now know that Zeb is dead. Investigators said that uh, they were able to corroborate some of Owen's story and that it did appear that his uncle may have been the murderer or at least the mastermind. Yeah. So the hearing was held, like I said, on July 25th and wasn't just to announce the plea deal and sentence, but it also allowed the family and friends of Zeb to speak. Hmm. Poignantly, Zeb's mother, Denise Falakis, stood before the courtroom and read her impact statement aloud. Here's what she said. When I was not really happy with a couple of his friends in high school, and I told him he would be judged by the company he kept, he looked back at me and said, they have done nothing wrong to me and have done nothing wrong around me, and I will continue to be their friend, she said. This is the young man that was taken from his family, friends, community, and the world. This is a young man that never would have seen his end coming. This is the young man who trusted his friend, Jason. Mm. I really just wonder for myself, you know, like what a family, like if the family feels a sense of peace, knowing that, you know, he's no longer with us or has this caused some regrieving? grieving?
1: Probably both. I yeah. I mean, I would think, like, you finally, like, the relief of knowing. Yeah. Like, at least now you know, and you're, like, that piece can start to heal a little mm-hmm. bit. But then also the, like, the trauma of now knowing what happened. Like, kind yeah. of a double-edged sword there.
0: Uh, and, and, you know, not just being lured out um but the the manner in which he was killed that his body was disposed of and and yeah it's just so unclear i feel like there's a lot of information that just hasn't totally come out
1: yeah i mean because it's so it's odd that like it was it was a good friend of his yeah like he and jason seemed to have been good friends
0: yeah and this kind of led Jason down this path of murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then to murder two other people. Was it this idea of, well, I got away with it then, Bring
1: I can get away, away with, with it
0: now? Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> no, that's
1: just.
0: Ugh. So, honestly in this case, there're still so many unanswered questions mm-hmm. like what happened with the car? Like, what's the deal with the boyfriend who allegedly set up this murder for hire?
1: Why was it Jason so injured? Exactly. Why? There's why. That doesn't make any sense. Did he? Did Zeb fight him?
0: Right. Did he? Exactly. Was there some kind of um, struggle? You know, maybe he's like, oh my gosh, Misty's not here, and he tries to run away, mm-hmm. and you know. Jason's trying to keep him there, and they kind of go get into blows. I, I don't know. Was he beaten up by his uncle? His uncle who was like, you're going to do this. Was it kind of a forced thing? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where the injuries come from. That is so weird to me. It's very odd. Yeah. And then, I mean, clearly, he, you know, knew he was doing wrong by calling in and pretending that Zeb would, you know, couldn't come to work because he was sick. So, I mean... Because he knew where his up was the whole time. You know, it's just... It just is so weird. Um
1: yeah. And the fact that they sat on this for, like, this many years... I know. ...is weird to me, too. It
0: just to me says there, are, there's more evidence than we know of, but maybe not enough to get a first-degree murder. But
1: you'd think now it would all come out because... One would think. ...it's over. I mean... Well,
0: yes, but it's not over. So, honestly what's going to go on with the boyfriend if they think that there was a True. murder for hire I, I think they would start looking into him i mean honestly i tried to google this and um no information has come up so i don't i don't know if that's something they're keeping really close to the vest Probably, which probably probably so you know another thing of it is you know have they found remains or really can anything be physically linked this crime besides the admission. Um, I mean, then again, we have a conviction, so there's somewhat of a resolution. And, you know, we've had convictions of murders where no bodies have been found at all. So I don't know. But I just think about his mom's statement and how, yes, um, had he been a little bit more discerning, you know, maybe this wouldn't have happened. But honestly, at the same time, you know, would you have changed... You know, the loving guy Zeb was. I'm I'm sure she wouldn't have. You know, Um, those what ifs, I think, for for people that will just drive you crazy. You know, it's hard, though. It's hard not to think. Um, You know... He ends up, uh, Owens, Jason Owens, was sentenced to 10 years as an accessory to Zeb's murder and will serve that time concurrently along with his life sentences in the deaths of Christy Schoen, J.T. Codd, and their unborn baby boy. Um, So here is a statement by one of the prosecutors. He says, Zeb Quinn would have been 41 this year. It was always the hope of investigators in the DA's office that more facts and details would be uncovered with regard to Zeb's disappearance. In response to new statements made by Jason Owens, law enforcement conducted searches for evidence at Owens Cove Road, that's where he lived, Mm -hmm. and Bent Creek, but failed to find human remains or other evidence corroborating Jason's statements. See, there you go. That's
1: weird to me. It's such
0: contradictory information, though. It's like. Because you're not
1: going to do that good of a job of getting rid of bones. Right. It takes a lot. There's,
0: There's something here that we're missing. So he says Nevertheless, today's plea is supported by non circumstantial direct evidence obtained by investigators going back to the weeks following Zeb's disappearance. And for the first time, legally establishes that Zeb Quinn was murdered.
1: All right. What do you have?
0: See, again, that's what I want to know. What's the evidence? What is the evidence that you have that he was murdered? I don't know. You don't have a body. uh, Again, maybe this ties to that boyfriend. Maybe Maybe there's something that they're not saying because they're working on another. angle. Yes, could very well be. It's just so strange. So while we may never know the full truth of these many years after Zeb's disappearance, my sympathies are with the family and all of those who suffered as a result. Today's pleas was, plea was discussed extensively with both Zeb Quinn's mother, Denise Valakis, and his sister, Brandy Quinn, and was approved by them in advance of today's conviction. It's my hope that anyone wishing to sensationalize today's plea will respect the family's desire for peace and privacy. I mean, on that note, um, we don't wish to sensationalize the plea at all and are grateful for the peace and closure for this family and this story. But I just can't imagine how difficult this has been for the last 22 years not knowing Um, And, you know, does they have family and friends? Like, we wish them comfort.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they've been through... They've had to deal with this, but this has been a really, really well-documented case. Like, I mean, and it's been on everything.
0: And it, it, it has, and it just seems like... How weird, like okay, so this uncle? I mean, we've just never heard this angle before. And he never was a suspect, the uncle. Like, he never would have popped up. there. You would think that, you know, if you were being investigated, you would be like, my uncle did it. Like I mean like that would be the first go to. Yeah. I don't know unless he was really just terrified of his uncle and his uncle maybe. threatened to kill him and maybe the beating up could have been that.
1: Could have been. Maybe
0: he was beaten up by his uncle as a threat saying listen, I'll do to you what I did to Zeb if you ever tell anybody. And he waited until, until he the dead. uncle died yeah, to say it. So true. that could have been part of the angle could have been I don't know. it's I don't weird. weird
1: it's weird i don't like it
0: it's really weird but there's
1: more to it
0: i think so too there's just something i feel like just like you can't reach like there's something there mm-hmm. that i can't quite put my finger on and you know maybe maybe more will come down you know um i don't maybe. know i don't know so that's my 100 that's A solved a case one. yeah yeah, not wow. too shabby for one hundred. Easy. Yeah. So, anyway. Wow. Yeah. It's a heavy one for one hundred, um, but I'm glad we have some resolutions, yes. if anything. So, yeah. well, if you would like to reach out to us and you know um, send us some feedback, please do so. You can uh, reach out to us, you know, through our email at mountainmysteries.appalachian@gmail.com, at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Check us out on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And if you are hankering for more, and I mean, come on, it wouldn't be. Right? You know, after 100 episodes, you'd love some more. Please check us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mysteries. Haley, do you have a shout out?
1: I do. Um, oh, this is special do. for
0: 100. Dun, da, 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 warner
1: robbins georgia
0: Woohoo! thank you for listening and thank you everyone for supporting us for 100 episodes 100 i mean here's to one episode 100 episodes more Haley. let's do to it even think about i know guests. let's do it we'll probably be back in another you know almost two years
1: jeez <laughs> how crazy
0: all right well thank you guys and uh we'll see you soon
1: Bye. Bye.